Thank you, Brother Lindsay. Good evening, audience. Sorry of the difficult of the speaking. Can you hear me? All right, that's fine. God will surely take care of it for us. We try to do what is right. Tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock, Brother Lindsay told me to be in for services tomorrow afternoon at 2. That will not interfere with any one uh, service thing. Everyone will, their church service, be able to be out and have the service. So remember that. And then some, again tomorrow night is regular preaching service, or regular healing service, rather. Tomorrow afternoon is preaching service. And try to come out if you possibly can. We'd sure be glad to have you. How many of you are Christians can see your hand? Or oh, isn't that wonderful? About 99% of the people are Christians. I'm glad of that. To know that the biggest part of the audience is already saved and found Jesus here to their hearts. Now, I want to read just a little bit of the Word first. My word will fail, but God's word will never fail. Over in the book of Matthew, the ninth chapter, beginning with the 27th verse, you who mark it, and if the Lord willing tomorrow afternoon, I want to speak on the subject, I never know, but if he's willing, come and see a man who told me all things. All right, in the 27th verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew, we read this. And when Jesus had departed since, two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus strictly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. And they went out, and behold, they brought unto him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb state, you notice what it was that had the dumb man down? A devil. I'm quite sure that modern science wouldn't agree with that, but as Christians we believe what the Bible says. And the dumb, let's see just a moment. Pardon me, the 33rd verse again. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb state, and the multitude marveled, saying it was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He cast out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease, every sickness and every disease among the people. Hebrews. 
says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He's God. And now, one of the most wonderful things of God and the Christians, the connection of the fellowship between God and Christians is that they that are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Can you hear me all right now in the back? Is it all right? If you can, raise your hands if you can hear back there all right. That's fine. And I'm trying to stand just as close as possible to this microphone that may give a roar. I do not know. But the greatest thing I found in Christian life is letting the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. And his work is marvelous. How many in here have ever been led by the Spirit? Let's see your hand. Oh, my, that's wonderful. Led by the Spirit of God. There's no one would lead you to the altar but the Spirit of God. There's no one would bring you here tonight unless it was the Spirit of God. Is that right? He moves in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. Many times in the leading, since I was a little boy, Sunday a week, if we get to stay that long, I wish to tell my life story Sunday a week, the afternoon service, to let you know just what tears and blood have been along the road. Someone might think it's all roses, but that isn't so, friends. Now, many times the only the only time that I can ever be able to say anything to people about their diseases and so forth is when being definitely led by the Spirit. I have to let Him do it. If I would say something within myself, it would certainly be a mistake. Many times it confuses me when there's so many. The best way, when I have the patience to myself, individually, talking to them, to contact them personally. But when it's sometimes, when it's in a mixed audience like this, it's kind of hard to, to feel just what it is and to know what it is, but you have to be very sensitive to spirit. Now we realize, and everyone knows there is spirit. That there's spirit, there's bound to be a master of that spirit because it changes the nature of sinners into Christians. There's bound to be a master ahead there somewhere, and that's God. And he sent his son on earth, made and like it's a sinful flesh, and he died that we might be redeemed and brought back to God to be sons and daughters of God to walk with him again. That missing link from the Garden of Eden, what Adam lost, Christ restored again. Many times wish we had time to bank up there for a little while to speak, but just have about eight minutes or ten. I'd just like to give you a few experiences. Just going to open my heart to you, talk to you. Many times, Christian friends, I guess it won't be much longer. We'll probably be able to have a few more healing services. Now, I'm afraid that services are going to be closed, services like this. 
we got trouble ahead, and you know it. So we want to put in everything that we can, and probably when we leave here, I may never see many of you again the rest of my life. We may never meet no more. So let's be sincere with each other and sincere with God, and he'll deal with us while we have this golden opportunity. I'd like to sit down and talk with each of you a day, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't spend my time in prayer seeking for God. But I'll make an appointment with you after we cross the river. I'll spend all the time you want to. We'll just sit down by the evergreen tree, by the sea of life, and there talk with each other a thousand years. Want to be wonderful? At that time, I'd like to shake your hand and say you remember down in Minneapolis those times when we tried to be together, just look how it is now. You want to know when I get home why I'm going to start to sing Amazing Grace when I cross the stream. I can't sing, but I've always wanted to sing that song. I believe God will let me do it when I get over there. You have to go before I do, and you hear somebody come out on the porch some morning, you hear somebody sing Amazing Grace, you say, Brother Branham got home. That's me. I love the old song, for it's amazing grace that saved me, brought me thus far. Many times things happen along in the leading of the Spirit that I don't even mention. Don't say nothing about it. Seasons are constantly seen. I've tried to explain to you how that's done. It sees the individual, sees the way they're moving what they've done in their life, and it just comes just as real as I'm looking at you. I don't believe any of you could doubt that after seeing it work in the meeting, which has never got to its place yet, or the meeting has been had lots of trouble speaking in a tent. We're new to each other, and it's new here, but I'm very thankful that you're receiving it wonderfully. I can always feel each night look like just more of the momentum of faith rising all the time. I believe that before the meeting closes, if God permits, there's going to be a great sweep like you've never seen before. See how close that is to being right now. Notice, sometimes he shows me things and I never speak it. Now right now, since I've been standing here, I see four or five things that's already gone on since I've been speaking with the microphone. But I do not speak it till I see that something has happened. My manager and that many times, I know this seems a little strange and kind of hard, maybe, for ministers and so forth to just grasp it right now unless they're very spiritual-minded. But I can only be honest. And here not long ago when we met in England, just for a couple experiences. I was in my room one day and I went in and told my manager, I said, I was sitting in the room and I seen a vision of Satan coming to us. Told him just about how long it would be, somewhere within about 24 hours, and there it happened. One morning I remember getting up, going down into the city, about five o'clock, he woke me up, he said, get on your clothes. I went out of the city, I walked about three miles. I believe that was an unfulfilled herbrew attack. Norway. And I went under a tree by a river and I prayed till nine o'clock, from five until nine. 
about 9 o'clock, he wouldn't let me go. I know they'd be wondering where I was at when we got to the room and I wasn't there. So I was praying. I heard his voice say, rise up now. I rose up. Now, I just not get the imagination, friend. My, his voice is just as audible as mine is to you. Just it's not, when he stands there, it's not just what you just imagine. I hear him when he's walking, look at him. Talk to him like you talk to me or I talk to you. It's a theme. I just an uh, imagination. Man, I can hear him when he sets his feet down and walks. When he talks, he just talks like I do. Always got a, a voice that's very humble in one way and then very stern in another. His characters, no man could paint them. The fact that his feet has turned the world upside down, yet he's so meek when you look at him, you'd almost cry. And he said, get up. And I got up and started walking. I walked about a mile and I was going by a store that I'd seen the day before. I didn't know what to do, only walk. He said, walk. I thought I'd just go around this corner. And I got to the corner. He said, turn to your right. I went to the right, two squares, and then said, turn to your left. And just in a split second, I'd seen my interpreter from the night before. And I knew something's going to happen because he just kept getting closer and closer. I knew what was going to happen. It was going to be right away. He came up to me and shut my hand. And there he said, Brother Branham, it's something strange. I said, just a moment. And I began to tell him. And he looked at me. And when it did, I seen us in a vision standing there when he was translating the night before. I said, you just come from the hospital, haven't you? He said, yes, sir. I said, you had one of your kidneys removed. He said, that's right. I just met him the day before. The only thing's in the platform that night. I said, about three or four years ago, you were supposed to do something, and you did not do it. Isn't that true? He said, that's right. I said, then you had an operation, and since your operation, it went over into the other kidney. that right? He said, that's right. I said, last night when I was praying in a congregational prayer, didn't you take your hand and take hold of my coat like that real easy? He just started crying, his hands up in the air. So that's right, Brother Bram. And I asked God last night if that was so that he would confirm it. And about a half hour ago, he told me, get up and go down on the street. And at just one second time, and I would have missed him. There it was confirmed of his healing how God works in mysterious ways. I went up and met Brother Moore, Brother Lindsay and them. We went downtown. He still walked me around just a little for the spirit was still anointing. I keep walking lots of times that way because I can't be still then. Went downtown. We stand looking in the window and I said, Brother Moore, said, yeah, I said, now on the road back, there'll be a man with a dark suit on the light hat step out of the building asking me to go pray for his wife. Only I can't do it. He said, when will that happen? I said, On a, sometime this morning. I said, because when the vision came, it's the same morning. And we'd been gone about a half hour. After that, we turned around a corner, stepping out of a store, came a man with a black suit on, a gray hat, tucked his head on, said, Brother Branham, I'm so glad to meet you. Said, I've got my wife upstairs here. Just Brother Moore said, what about that? We went on in, Brother back to the next manager. That afternoon, we were walking, went downtown, standing there on the street. I said, I see two women dressed in dark that's coming out of a store. will stop us pretty sharply, Brother Baxter. And we'd gone just about two squares and was looking in a man's store some ties. And just then, coming out of the same store, came two ladies dressed in black. And one up to us began to hold their hands. They couldn't talk English, but wanted to 
discernment of spirit of what was wrong with him on her hand, but it actually said, I, well, I, those things happen all the time. But I, I don't mention them, friends, unless it's something that will profit or benefit, something like that. Now, many times that Christians praying, it was a lady sat here last night, had a little baby. Uh, many of you here probably were sure last night with a lady I hunting for as a little baby. You remember that? Uh, she had been in prayer about that. And in the room, I saw her. I couldn't make out just what kind of a dress that was, but I seen she had her hair braided and blonde-headed and had a little baby. And the Lord had shown that the baby was to be healed, and the baby was healed before we left the building last evening. Now, it's wonderful. Recently in Fort Wayne, we were having a meeting. How many has ever been? Well, was anybody here at the Fort Wayne meeting? Somebody perhaps? Yes, here's uh, two or three hands is here at the Fort Wayne meeting. Marvelous crowds gathered. B.E. Rediger. How many ever heard of B.E. Rediger years ago? Paul Rader wrote his song, Only Believe. And his meeting there where Mr. Rediger had some daughters. He's gone on to glory quite a while ago. One of the nation's most outstanding man on divine healing. I just returned from Pensacola, Florida, where I had the largest altar call I ever had. 2,000 at one time gave their hearts to Christ. One altar call. And I just come home, and I entered into a little church that morning. There was packed several hundred around the church. They was trying to get me out, and someone told me, said, a, doll, a girl, a psychiatric case, laying back in the coal shed of the church, said, Mrs. Rediger. I said, Mrs. Rediger, what relation are they to B.E. Rediger? So that's his daughter. B.E. Rediger, a warrior of God, resting in glory. And his daughter, a mental case, his other daughter died in the same condition. She had been a mental case in the institution for about two years. There she was, her mother trying to hold her, a beautiful young lady, her hair down sitting back there and just holding her eyes, staring. I walked into where she was. She was going to move back, kind of mumbling her mouth like that, saying something about Penny or something other, and moving back like that. So Miss Rediger looked up, and I said, Oh, my, is that Brother Rediger's daughter? She said, It is. I said, Dear Lord Jesus, have mercy on the girl, and ask for that power of the enemy to leave the girl and a moment she was to herself. And today I got a letter. She's going to be married in August. How glorious. Out of the mental institution. And how glorious it is to find his leading. There in Fort Wayne, they found out what hotel I was staying in. Indiana Hotel. And the people had crowded in their lobby till we had to call one of the bellboys to get us a way to go out and down to the alley over an ash pile to get something to eat so many people in there crowding in then all of a sudden one day we was going down the street my wife was going down the street my wife was with me I had the baby i had my coat collar up it was going down the street packing my little girl we were going down to the place called i believe the hobble house or hobble house or something where we were eating that was where mr eaton uh Canada had met there in the room that morning, bent the meeting to be healed of a stomach trouble, and God healed him down the tabernacle a few days later. He wouldn't come to where I was eating that morning. He just paid for my breakfast. The next morning, going down, walking down the street, 
something said, turn to your left. Mrs. Morgan, 21-year graduate nurse, my first case of cancer of a felt the vibration, weighed 37 pounds, brought into the meeting just under the skin and bones, weighed 155, now in perfect health. The doctors, the best it was in the nation, sold her. She had just a few days to live. It went all through her. Just opened her up and sold her back. Cancer just helped to her. Malignant. Nothing could be done. Couldn't even put a knife on her, no one, to, to operate. Now she weighs 157 pounds in perfect health. She was going along kind of healthy sometimes with a stick along like that because she's a very brilliant woman. And we were going down, and something said, turn to your left. I heard it just the same as you hear me. I turned to the left. Margie said to my wife, said, what's the matter? Said, now just let him go. I went on down. We went walking down to the left. I stopped in front of a place called Miller's Cafeteria. I wondered why something said, go in here. I went to the cafeteria, got some little breakfast and fruits and so forth and sat down. My wife said, you're sure a big place like this to get trapped? People gather around. And I started to eat, and as I asked the blessing, I heard somebody say, praise the Lord. I looked over, and a poor old mother was raising up, wiping her eyes. Margie said, you better go, said you don't, the whole group. I said, just a moment, is the Holy Spirit leading? She came over there and said, Brother Branham. But I followed meeting after meeting, trying to get my brother in the line. I couldn't do it. But his heart got so bad, not to push through the diaphragm. Said we examined a few days ago before coming doctor said he just has a little while to live. We sold our cow to get the money to come up here from Texas. So we've been to several meetings. We sold all we got. But I've seen I couldn't get it. There's too many there. I've had cards several times, but the number's never been called. She said, but I was praying last night all night and fasting. She said, about daylight this morning, I woke up, and I had a dream, and I dreamed that I could come down here to the cafeteria and wait at 9 o'clock, and I looked at my watch, and just exactly 9. That bring you here. You know what happened, don't you? The Lord marvelously healed leading of the Spirit. He works on both ends. Then, going out the door, was just leaving, went out the door, about two minutes after, didn't eat. And a young lady standing there fell down on the street and began screaming just as went out the door, dressed in black. She lives in Chicago Heights, malignant cancer. Said, Brother Branham, I've prayed, been praying for weeks that I could get here. And so it just got a little while. She'd been to the clinic here, and nothing could be done for her. Her husband was a great businessman there of some sort. And she said, this morning early, that something told me to come to Miller's cafeteria and stand here at 10 minutes after 9. There it was. I met her in a little rock here a few weeks ago, just shouting the praises of God perfectly normal and well. Went walking on down the street. The Holy Spirit said, stop here. I told the wife, I said, you walk on to Milgis in the hotel. She said, well, I'll cross the drugstore there to get some books, colored books that keep the baby in the room all the time. And I stopped, and I went back up looking at some teaching tackle, and I waited just a moment. I said, Father, what is it you would have me do? And I waited a few moments. I heard that voice say, go down to the corner. I went down to the corner, standing at the corner that crossed the street. I went across the street to stand there. You people from Fort Wayne know how they direct the traffic there. And it was on a Saturday morning. 
and I stood there for quite a while. After a while, I've seen a lady crossing the street, the whistle blow many times, a lady crossing the street holding a pocketbook on her arm, and she's dressed in a checkered suit and a little checkered tam on. She walked, the Holy Spirit said, go close to her. I went and stood there. The woman may be in this meeting tonight for all I know. And I stood right there on the corner, and she passed out on by and went by. I thought, that's strange. He never did tell me anything wrong. She walked about the distance that pole. She's looking down, looking sideways. And she turned around, looked back, and said, Oh, Brother Brandon. She come back, and she started crying. And she said, I'm from Canada. She said, I followed all through Canada. She said, I'll come over here. and only allowed so much money. Last night, said, I slept sitting in a hotel lobby. And this morning, I had one five cents for a cup of coffee. That I was going out here to hitchhike home. That I was just two squares below, and the Holy Spirit said, Turn to your right. But I went to the right, and said, Turn to your left. And I was being led by him, said, Turn around and see. He said, Brother Brown, my hand's been crippled. I said, In the name of the Lord Jesus, give me that hand. And here come the hand straight, a big Irish cop blowing a whistle, said, I know who you are, Brother Branham. While we had a prayer around here on the street in a few moments, it was just everywhere. What is it? Led of the Spirit of God. That's what it is, friends. Recently on my road to Dallas, I'll hurry quickly. On the road going to Dallas, the plane was grounded. And I thought, oh my. I stayed all night. The next morning I was going down to put my mail in the box. They told us they'd come pick us up. I was going down the street trying to sing that little old Christian song, the Pentecost folk saints. Uh, glad that I can say I'm one of them. Did you ever hear it? It's, uh, people almost everywhere. His heart's all burning with flames as a fire fell on. The Holy Ghost makes us all the same or something like that. And I was trying to sing it going down the street, my letters in my hand, going walking along down the street. I started across the street. The Holy Spirit said, stop, right in front of a bank, Memphis, Tennessee. I thought, oh my, what's this? I walked over the corner. I said, Father, what would you have me do? I stood still for a few moments. Because I wasn't thinking about it, I felt that real strange feeling move on me to turn and go right back. And I went right back down past the hotel again, just kept on going down the street, humming to myself. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. Going on, went way on down to the other side of Memphis, on down to the colored district. I thought, what am I doing down here? Just led by the Spirit. I looked. That crossed this way and across over the street, went out on the other side. I was going over there, turned to my right, went up the street this way, all the little whitewashed places there, little colored places where the colored lives. And I passed by and I seen a typical old Aunt Jemima with a, a shirt, man's shirt tied around her head, leaning over uh, the gate. The sun was coming up, roses around the gate, the sun kissing away the fragrance away from the road, and the air was full, the birds were singing, how glorious, and I had my hand blown like that singing, led of the Spirit. I looked at her as I passed by, she leaned over the gate, she said, good morning, Parson. That down in the south is Parson, you know, instead of... I said, good morning, Andy. She wiped the tears from her eyes, began laughing. I said, how did you know I was a Parson? Do you know me? She said, no, sir. I said, how'd you know I was a parson? That parson, did you ever hear about that uh, woman in the Bible, the Shumanite woman? 
I said, yes. said, the Lord give her a child. I said, yes. said, Oz was a woman that was barren, too. And the Lord give me a son. And said, I promised to raise him for the Lord. said, I've done my best. But said, Parson, he took the road that's wrong. said, he's a fine young man, and he backslid. And said, he went out with the wrong company. And said, he's laying in here now. said, the doctors have done give him all the shots they can. He's been unconscious now for two days. The doctor says that he is going to die of venereal disease. Said, done give him everything could be given, but it was too late before they caught it, and he is going to die. And said, Parson, I know him laying there dying a backslider, but I couldn't stand it. But I prayed and prayed, and I said, Lord, you gave me the boy, but where is Elisha at? So but I prayed and I prayed and said, this morning, a little four days, said the Lord told me to come out here and stand at this gate. And her back was wet with dew. So I just stood here because says, I believe in the leading of the Spirit. Oh, my. There is where God and believer meets together on common grounds of faith. She said he told me to stand here and said the sun came up. But I just kept waiting. When you come down the street, said, I know you as the parson. I said, my name is Branham. She told me what her name was. I said, did you ever hear my services? No, sir, parson. I told her about it. The tears began to run down her cheeks. Said, I know the Lord wouldn't fail me. We went into the room. There laid a fine, big boy laying there, about 160 or 70 pounds, a picture of health. The blankets gathered in his hands like this, going, Mm. Mm. And she walked over and patted him on the cheek. She said, Mammy's baby might be old as he was, but you know there's a mother's love. You're always mama's baby. You know that mother's love, no matter what you do, it's never forgotten. Mother's love. So she patted him on the cheek, said, Mama's baby. And I took a hold of his feet. His feet was cold. Oh, my, he's dying. I said, Andy, he's in awful bad shape. He said, yes, the parson, the doctor said he'd never gain conscious no more. I held his feet, and I said, shall we pray? She said, yes, parson. She knelt down on the floor, and she began praying. I'll tell you, that old saint prayed a prayer that you know she's talking to God to. And when she got through praying, she said, thank you, dear Lord. I walked over to where he was at, looked at him a little bit, and I laid my hands over on him. I said, Dear God, I don't know why you led me down here. My plane's ready to leave now. But I said, I don't know why you led me here, but I just come by the leading. And now, in the name of your son, Jesus, I lay hands upon this dying boy for his life or his soul to be saved. I said, Mammy, oh, Mammy. She said, He's talking, Parson. Hadn't talked for two days. Said, Mammy, it's getting light. Said, it's getting light in here, Mammy. I see where my boats are going now. In a few minutes, he was on the floor rejoicing, happy. About a week later, I got a letter from him. The doctor's pronouncing negative. He's living tonight in Memphis, Tennessee, healthy and strong because of his dear old mother followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. Those that are sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. Isn't that right? 
Let us bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, oh, you've been so good to us. Time gets away so easy when we're talking about Jesus, talking about his wonderful works. Here in the earth today, he said a little while, the world will see me no more. The world doesn't understand they're blinded by the God of this world, walking in darkness in their own way, in their own sinful lust. But we thank thee. Thou hast said, I'll be with you even in you unto the end of the world. Tonight, wherever you can find a sincere heart, you'll lead them by your Spirit. Oh, God, this Saturday night when many people are shopping, many are out, roadhouses, places of ill fame, young boys laying on the barroom floor, young girls, the road that's wrong, dancing their way to a Christless grave and the old mother's prayers right over the top of them. Oh, Master, somehow lead those people Tonight, speak to them, and may they find a place tomorrow at a good old-fashioned altar to become your servant. Lord, may the results of this meeting be an old-fashioned revival, break out that will sweep plumb through the cities and the nations. For we believe that soon you shall send Jesus. Gather us together. There's many here tonight, Father, that's sick and needy. I feel your spirit now. We all know that you're here. You said wherever two or three are gathered, I'll be in their midst. And we feel you literally with spiritual feeling. We know that you're here. And now, Father, as I have testified to these people concerning a divine gift, they only have my word lest you speak, Lord. But I know that you'll speak. Vindicated, testify of it. All praise and glory is to thee, thou marvelous Son of God. You're so wonderful to redeem us, our poor lost sinners, worthy of death and separation, worthy of hell. But thou hast redeemed us. Oh, how my heart jumps when I think that I'm redeemed and just as sure as you're raised in the grave. Someday we shall come forth with a new body. We'll never be sick no more or suffer. Now, dear God, bless tonight those who are here. May the Holy Spirit just move right out of this audience now. Speak to every one of them and say, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The Son of God, Jesus of Nazareth, His Spirit moving with us tonight, may they sweetly accept it in the form of the Holy Spirit and be saved and healed tonight. While we ask it in the name of our Son, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. I do. It just. I'm not a very emotional type person, but. My heart's been strangely warm since I come in here tonight. For some cause, I don't know why. I trust that God will pour out His Spirit yet tonight. 
over all the audience. And tomorrow I pray there will be one gleaming light of God around this little place. All people, fast and pray. Get ready. Jesus is coming soon. I believe it. Be ready. What to go to prophecy? If we should gain all the world, then lose our soul, what good would it do? No good at all. Let's serve him with all the heart. Father, lining up the audience, let's pray again just a moment. Father, come near now. Abide with us, Jesus. Bless us tonight. There's those who are here so looking so anxiously, and it's seemingly that just a little extra blessing is on us tonight somehow, or just around near. Maybe you're just fixing to pour out the Spirit upon us. We pray that it will be, Father. Heal all. Now, the angel of God that you sent to me at my birth guided me down through life by your hand. He who meets and talks and shows the visions that I speak of. Oh, Jesus, send him now in thy name that he might be able to discern the gift of discernment to know the heart. Said the things that I do, these shall you do also and greater. You knew the heart of all people. You knew all diseases. You told Philip where he was at before he came to the prayer line. You told him where to find the horse that's tied. You told him where an empty room was to make ready the last supper. Oh, you told the woman of her sins. And then one day they tied a rag around your eyes, pulled beard out of your face and spit on you, said, Now prophesy and say, Who spoke? Lord, you never opened your mouth. We're thankful for your wonderful life, for the spirit that you have given us to live by. Help us now. And may every disease that passes us away, may great visions and wonders be done tonight. Grant it, Lord, and as the people sees these things done, may they accept thee right then in the name of thy Son, Jesus. Amen.